The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, the beast herself, Tammy, the underdog, Underwood. Morning, Tam Tam. Morning, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I just wait. I have had a busy week, and it's way too early still. I know, and then I get you with all my dad jokes in the morning. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's way too early for that. Does it count that I, uh, I, I went and uh, brewed another pot of coffee? Yeah. No, oh, cool. You don't get any, but I brewed some. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> good. I'd like to see you keep me away from the coffee, but okay. No, I don't want to get bit. You might have rabies. Say, I will kill somebody over coffee this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we're doing a guy by the name of Ronald Dominique, a.k.a. the Bayou Strangler. If y'all can guess where the bayous are, you're probably right. <laughs> the Bayou. Isn't there a song about down on the bayou? Or no, that's uh, no, that's down on the boardwalk. Oh, I thought you were thinking of the CCR. You know, uh, down on the corner. Yeah. The, you know, it's yeah. That's CCR. And no, it's not about it by you. Whatever, dude. All right, let's get into it. All right. All right. The state of Louisiana is known for many things, and it is where Louisiana. <laughs> I just like hearing you say it. <laughs> Kiss my ass. So for many things, it's full of its own unique culture. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. A lot of Cajuns down there. Good cooking, though. A lot of Cajun. I love a Cajun accent, too. You know? uh, I love Cajun-type food, man. Me, I too. Tell you, I I'm, love I'm fat cooking. for a reason. I am definitely fat for a reason. But we get into <laughs> that. Anyway. <laughs> That's another show, Scott. <laughs> Anywho, if you've ever been in Mardi Gras, uh, to a Mardi Gras celebration, you know what I'm talking about. The streets are full of fun-loving people and the true heart of the state Seems to come out as well. And the food is freaking amazing like we were talking yeah. about. See, I was there closer to Halloween. And, oh, it was just amazing. Amazing. Oh, and so you blended right are, in. You shut up. And the streets are so full. I mean, down on the um, <clears throat> quarter, the French quarter, mm-hmm. packed every night. Oh, During yeah. the day, not so much. But at night, you can't get through. Oh, hell yeah. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna spend a lot of time drunk. At least I oh, will hell, because I'm in hell. You know, yeah, because they don't, they have open container. Yeah, <laughs> they, just like Vegas. <laughs> well, as I said, the the, the state uh, boasts such attractions as Creole cooking, swamps, bayous, gators, and yes, voodoo. Who do you do? <laughs> do what? Remind me of the baby. I was actually <laughs> listening to the, uh, the the soundtrack to the to the movie Labyrinth. Somebody sent you the soundtrack. No, no, I, I just, I, I oh. uh, uh, what I do, I, cause I use Amazon oh, music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I started playing that. I know, I, you, it was when good. I was here cleaning this week for your inspection, you kept interrupting my music. <laughs> and I kept thinking, I'm going to steal it back, but I didn't. <laughs> well, at least I didn't have like Tupac or anything playing over my radio, so I was happy. No, I, I did uh, Outlaw Country. Yeah, I figured, because I kept coming out of my, it's, it's playing somewhere else. What the hell is this here? Waylon Jennings. Oh, okay, well, that's not too bad. <laughs> All right. So let me ask our listeners a question, though. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Do you think that you could spot a serial killer? No. If you can, by the way, you're either amazing at, yeah. at weeding out criminals from, uh, you know, from uh, weeding out the no. criminals, or you're dead fucking wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. You see, our boy Ronald here was someone that you would never think that could hurt anybody like really he was like really chill right Right. well and you and i talked about who he looks like oh yeah (laughs) so there you have it (laughs) um but we'll get into his murders later okay but right now let's talk about his childhood uh that way we get kind of an idea of why he was the way that he was yeah. Or is it? He might still be alive. I can't. I think he is still alive. Probably. Yeah, because I got his name and his address for him, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's still smoking pole. <laughs> you are? No, he's a pole. I was going to anyway. say, Scott, it's kind of early. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought you were a guy all along, so that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Swinging more meat than a butcher shop over there? 
No. Get the my ger- mom, <laughs> German my mom, sausage of fucking desire? What, what, what's happening over on the other side of the I have more testosterone than any man she knows because I can parallel park like nobody's business. But, <laughs> no. I'll never forget the time I said, let me touch your hair, and then I rubbed up underneath your nose. That was a great mustache. <laughs> Your goatee looks amazing. <laughs> I wish mine came in that well. I wish mine was had full body like yours. Right, damn. That's <laughs> this scraggly the... thing going on. There. <laughs> I hate you. It's going to be one of those days. It is. It's going to be one of those days. It is going to be one of those days. Because I've had one of those weeks already. It's very <laughs> stressful, so I'm glad it's over. <laughs> the stress is done. <coughs> mm. Ah. Snap, Greg, and... Okay. Oh, good times. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In January of 1964, Ronald was born in Thibodeau, Louisiana. January what? I'm not telling you again. Kiss my ass. One documentary that I watched said wow. that he was one of seven kids. <laughs> Holy... Well, hold on. Wow. Something else that I read said he was one of two kids. Oh. Yeah, so it was very conflicting. I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. That's a big difference. I mean... Seven yeah. kids are a baby factory. Two kids, about normal. Yeah, I was going to say, two kids is, you know, average. You know. Yeah. My seven. brother stopped it, too. Smart. That's smart. <laughs> you stopped it. Well, <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> I got I got a couple that I know of, but I tell you what, like, like Todd and I were talking about, I probably have little kids that look like me all around the world. I'm so sorry for those kids. Just waiting for them to start pounding on my dog, going, Oh, you are my daddy. I'm like, No, I'm not. They're going to fuck me right in. I'm like, Oh, well, I guess you are mine. Okay. Well, yeah. No DNA test needed. No DNA <laughs> test, man. That's, that's yeah. genetics right there. You know, my dad, up until probably the day before he died, kept telling people, You know, yeah, this, she says she's my daughter, but I haven't got the DNA test back yet. I'm like, Dad, shut up. He was also the one asking you if you ever been tied up before. So. <laughs> yes, he is. That's. When he was high on his morphine. That's good times right there. That's good times. You, you know what I've never asked any of my children? <laughs> They've been tied up. Yes, you would ask Jake that a couple times. But I've never gone to my daughter and said, hey. No. Go to your daughter as you're having dinner with friends in a dining room full of people. Yeah, I, I tell you what, man. She loves me, but I don't think she loves me that much. I think that'd be about time. Okay, it's time to put dad in the home. <laughs> well, my dad wasn't home, but no. <laughs> like, he needs to be watched yeah. 24 hours a day. He's obviously lost that the drugs finally got to him. Dude, it was just, it was so, it was the most surreal experience ever. And to this day, Kitty says she didn't know how she didn't spit out her food. <laughs> because a good girl never spits. She swallows. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> so check this out. If it was a household full of seven kids, I can understand uh, what else happened in his childhood more than if it's a household of two kids. And we're going to get into it. Don't worry. In a large household, I can see where the love uh, and the quality time from his parents would be kind of limited. Yeah, me too. That's why those 19 kids and counting, you know the older ones are raising the younger ones. Oh, right? my God. 19 <laughs> fucking kids. Lady, close your fucking legs. <laughs> yeah, no, right? And then Jesus. she had a couple miscarriages, too. Could you imagine? I bet you that her vagina looks like a ruined RB sandwich. That's she's got the meats. <laughs> a ruined RB sandwich. Oh yeah, I man, that's some meat curtains going on there. <laughs> she probably has to like clip them up, and she's gonna trip over a lip, crack her fucking head open. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. You're I'm dangerous. I'm just trying to help people out. If you're oh, having 19 God. kids, you know, or even if you're having more than five. You're going to ruin your vagina, man. Dude, I only had one. And I had C-section, so I don't have to worry about that. Jesus Christ, man. I think about these kids that have like a, uh, these people that have like a plethora of kids. It's like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, is there any tread left on that tire? I mean, that's, that's like a racing <laughs> slick, man. Like, damn. I almost snorted. <laughs> You'll be okay over there? No, because I'm afraid you're going to get me going like my hyena laugh. <laughs> I mean, nothing sounds worse than that pterodactyl hyena laugh I have. That's awesome, possum. Ugh. So, anywho's, um, it, what else happened in childhood? Okay, there we go. More than I can, like I said, a, a household that only had two kids. In, in a large household, you can see where the love qual- uh, and the quality time of parents were limited. Oh yeah, totally. 
Okay, that means that the normal bonds that are formed between child and parent would be lacking, to say the absolute least. Yeah, to say the least. Because exactly. it takes time to bond with your kids, man. Well, even with three children, my mom would carve out like every month, like. Like, for instance, because my birthday's in January, so January, her and I would go do something special. Then the next month, it would be my brother or my sister. And, you know, so every three months, each of us children got quality time with my mom. I'm going to get so, quality time I with your mom you. when she comes out here. What, is it in August? Yeah, sometime in August. Yeah. <laughs> you should seriously go to Iowa with me in summer. No, because uh, uh, one of two things. Number one, that's children of the corn area. I know. And your family's going to murderify me. I know that. They're going to be like, Malachi wants you too, Scott. You know? <laughs> Malachi wants you too, Scotty. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get totally screwed. Or I'm going to get some farm girl. I can't get her pregnant, so that's good. But I'm at least going to get chased by her daddy because, you know, uh, my daughter's only 20 years old. Why are you doing butt stuff? It's going to be something like that. And I'm going to be totally screwed. You know? I'm going to wind up with rock salt in my butt. And that's never comfortable. <laughs> well, you know. We're staying at a house in Sergeant Bluff, so. That'll be nice. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) So his parents were impoverished laborers, right? And they lived in a trailer park on the outskirts of the city. Um, And there was never enough money or time for the kids, you know, and and to make ends meet. Down in New Orleans area, right? Right, down in New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, Thibodeau, yeah. Yeah, Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Surprising that I can actually read that right because it doesn't say Thibodeau. It's not spelled that way. It's spelled Thibodeau. It's spelled Thibodeau, but if you look at it, it doesn't sound phonetically like Thibodeau. No, it's spelled Thibodeau. 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 Thibodeau, baby. (laughs) So, anyway, this is especially. We're arrested in Louisiana now. I know we are, yeah. This is especially true when it comes to Ronald. As he became a teenager, he slept outside a camper. Uh, that they put on the lawn. Uh, he was uh, peculiar, to say the least, and it seemed to give his family kind of like this uneasy feeling. Eh. Like, this kid is weird as shit. Get out. Sleep we in the camper. We about your son. We let him sleep in the house. <laughs> I do. I know. See how nice I am? I know. I don't make him sleep in the shed or anything. <laughs> okay. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Um, it didn't stop there, though. <laughs> he was relentlessly made fun of and teased at school wow. as well as at home. And we've seen that before, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, we haven't covered him, but Kemper. Yeah, Kemper his was mom one. His relent- made him sleep downstairs in the basement because she was afraid he would molest his sister. And Yeah. We, but we've seen that with a lot of... Like, we even, have. Even the butcher baker from... Uh, God, I can never remember his freaking... Hanson. Hanson. Was the same way. He was made yep. fun of in school. A lot. This happens a lot. And uh, historically, if you if you look at the 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 data that comes from kids who get bullied in school, oh yeah, it leads to unhealthy behaviors as an adult. So when you're getting that at school and you're getting that at home, oh yeah, from your own family sitting there going, "You're a freak of nature. You're a freak of retard," and you'll get the retard thing later. Um, you know, it's yeah. Uh, it, it's going to have a psychological impact for the negative. Oh, totally. 100%. As opposed, yeah, as opposed to positive reinforcement. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you. I mean, it's really bad because I mean, that's what, like, kids who are bullied in school, is, those are our, like, school shooters and everything. Right. You know, because they have all this aggression that they stuff down and stuff down because they can't express it. And, yeah, then yeah. they explode. Shut up. Scott. I will be in August. Anyway, to call him an an outcast would be an understatement at best. Yeah. Throughout his school years, Ronald was very socially awkward, as you can imagine, right? Oh, yeah. He lacked communication skills, and he had very low self-esteem and weight problems, and he was always in really poor health. Okay. Like, always sick and shit like that, right? Um, He did sing in the choir. But still, he wasn't accepted by the people that were around him. Okay. Like, okay, he's going to sing here, but, you know, piss off because we don't want to be next to you type of thing, right? Yeah. With all that going on, he did manage to graduate and even enrolled in Nichols State University. Okay. However, lost interest in school and dropped out of college. But that happens to a lot of kids. Yeah, it does happen. It's nothing that's unusual. No. 
you know, a lot of people go, I'm going to go to college. And they realize this is way different than high school. They're like, adios, pachachos. Especially I'm nowadays, done. this is way more difficult than I ever imagined life could be. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean I have to actually study? What do, you, what do you mean I have to do my homework? So prior to leaving school, Ronald, Ronald came out as gay because he's fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that, man. Like, no. seriously. I make fun of gay people all the time. But, dude, if you're a pole smoker, you're a pole smoker. It's just, <laughs> what? Is that bad to say? Yes, Scott. No, okay, let, let me explain why, okay? If a guy wants to blow another dude, that's none of my fucking business. Oh, I know. It's not. You know, uh, and which sounds weird coming from somebody like me who is, because, you know, I'll admit that I'm a Republican and conservative, but I don't, I don't agree with everything the Republicans saying. You're like, the gays are ruining the, the, the world. No, they're not. Look, man, <laughs> the, 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 the gay population isn't ruining jack shit except no. for each other. You know, and that's their butthole. Yeah. Um, it, it has nothing to do with me. I don't care what two people do in the privacy of their own home. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm a proud supporter of hookers as well. I was going to say, you don't care what two people do in the privacy of their own home because Lord knows you don't want to get just for you what you do in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying. No, I just, uh, let me get on my soapbox for a minute. It's just, it, it's infuriating seeing the people of my political party that oh, are, yeah. are the hardcore Christians who sit there and go, and it's, it's, it's against God for people to be homosexual and blah, blah, blah. Okay, it might be against your God. That's fine. I'll, I'll accept that. However, does it affect you? No. It's not going to raise your taxes. Right. Nothing like that. Let people, let people do what the hell they want. It's not going to stop your gateway into heaven. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to stop you. And the same people who judge others are yeah. the same ones who ignore the Bible that says that do not, what is it? Thou shalt not judge, lest thee be judged. Yes, or love thy neighbor as you would thyself. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't want to love my neighbor like I love myself because that's called a felony in sexual assault. <laughs> and then I'd be in prison. Shut up. <laughs> it's true. Okay, okay. Imagine this. I go to my next door neighbor. I put my hand down her pants. I give her a little rub job. Yeah. You're how, going to jail. How do you think that 13-year-old girl is going to feel? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I was going the other side. The oh, other her neighbor. mom. Okay, no, we can use her mom, too. That's fine. No, I was uh, going the other neighbor. Oh, Becca? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay, we'll go with Becca. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to jail. Yeah. You know, that's that's sexual assault. That's, yeah. you know, it, it's rape. Um, So, yeah, it's, uh, it's just infuriating. Anyway. Yeah. Totally. <sighs> I feel much better now. Took you feel better? Breath. Get down, Scott. Get down off your soapbox. And I farted, so that's a little pretty good, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, anyway, he came out as being gay, like I said. Um, he visited gay bars and, and such, uh, and a few that, oh, I'm sorry. I misread something. Anyway, he went to gay bars, right? And a few people that he went to school with saw him going to these places. Now, keep in mind, this is like probably the, what, the 80s? Yeah. Ish. Early, late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, because. He was born in 64, so. <laughs> not 69. Then to add to the mu- misery, because uh, that just fueled more bullying towards him, right? Oh, yeah, especially in the South. Yeah, oh, totally. Bible man. Belt. Yeah, they're like, you're going to gay bars and just in school with us, so you probably want to blow me, too. He's like, uh, no, bitches. <laughs> you yeah. guys are all hoes. Yeah. No. <laughs> so Ronald held several, several jobs. Mm-hmm. But every job that he had required very little skill. Go figure, right? Oh, yeah. Low-end labor jobs, clean up, cleaning up things, um, you know, things like that, just to pay his bills. Yeah. Bottom line, he really was not a go-getter. Okay. His weight was a big issue, and oftentimes he would uh, be seen walking with a cane. Now, that plays into this. Just You okay. might want to jot that down, that he was walking with a cane, because um, that's important. Um, his looks left him appearing... Uh, that he was a guy who could not hurt anyone. And I mean, he walked with a cane. He was a beast. So, I mean, how could he attack anyone, right? A big fat guy who's all yeah, crippled totally. up? Right. His first offense came uh, about on June 12th of 1985. Okay. I remember the 80s vaguely. I know, huh? <laughs> no, I remember the 80s. I just started doing drugs till the 90s, so. Um, I remember the 80s. He had been calling people and talking dirty to them over the phone. Yeah. No comment to that. Okay, that's great. I no, thought because, that one there. No, because I, 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 I'm holding back. 
What are you wearing, little girl? Exactly. I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> mm, are your parents home? This is before <laughs> caller ID, star six nine, all that. <laughs> yeah. Now, so those of you who are too young to know, um, we got caller ID sometime in the late '80s, and it would pop up the number. No, I think we got it in the early '90s. No, we had it when I was uh, still in high school, so it was the 80s. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and it would tell you who was calling, but before that, the phone would ring. And be, Hello, Johnson read the dead What are you wearing, little girl? Are your panties dirty? Is your refrigerator running? <laughs> you have Prince Albert in a can. <laughs> Let's him out. <laughs> All uh, them stupid prank calls. Oh, yeah. Uh. Now, this is at a time, like I said, when, when we didn't have caller ID or smartphones. No. Now we have smartphones and dumb people. Yeah. And we didn't even have Star 6-9 back in the early <laughs> 80s, though. Right. Star 6-9, you could press that and it would say, um, the number that called you last was one two three four five six seven eight. Yeah. The people did not want to have some strange guy calling them. And saying obscene things to them while they're trying to have their supper, right? Yeah, like you're sitting there and you're like, hey, Margaret, can you pass the potatoes? And then ring. Hold on. Hello, Johnson residents. Are you eating potatoes? I put my dick in your potatoes. <laughs> right? We hate telemarketers at that time. Let them prank call. Right. You know, I'm going to stuff you like a baked potato. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He wouldn't be saying that to her, but Okay. <laughs> So several complaints were made, and the police traced the calls back to Ronald. Okay. Not McDonald, but Ronald. Yeah. Dominic. Got it. He was arrested for harassment via the phone and ordered to pay a $75 fine. Aww. Yeah. We all know that thing, that kind of thing rarely stops anyone from doing them more, though, right? Yeah, to 75 bucks. Woo! Yeah, that's, that's not going to stop nothing except for, well, I don't know. He had the, those low-paying jobs. It's the 80s. He's making like $3 an hour. Oh, that's true, too, yeah. So that could have been a chunk of change for him. He's like, oh, no, now I can't buy lube to masturbate with or whatever, Crisco or whatever he used. Oh, Jake. <laughs> oh, my God. I got a story for everybody. So Squatch is over here, and uh, she's doing some cleanup for me because I have inspectors coming into my house uh, to, to inspect, to do what they do. And uh, I get this call. I, okay, Squatch. So I go, hey, what's up? And she goes, your son left his flashlight in the middle of his floor next to his bed. And automatically I go, cover it up like a dead hooker. That's right. I just, I can't, I, I almost... Wanted to pick it up and move it, but I was like, I can't even touch it. I can't. I know where it's been. <laughs> so I just grabbed his coat and I put it over it. You have DNA evidence all over yeah. you. Yeah. His son is weird as shit. I love my son. Don't get me wrong. I love my son, but he's weird as shit, man. Crime I'm just telling you. Those are some traumatizing things. I've been traumatized by your son a couple times. I've been traumatized for I live with him. Christ. So his next criminal act was in 1994. Okay. No, I vaguely remember the 90s, too. Anyway, when he was arrested for drunk driving. Now, being a drunk and drunk driving, it doesn't mean that you're going to be like a serial killer. So just keep that in mind. Let's not point the finger at him. This is just for a frame of reference as as things are getting worse for him, okay? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Like I said, it doesn't make him a killer. Stupid, maybe. But not a killer, because yeah. drunk driving is honestly, that's the dumbest fucking thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, really dumb. If you're going to drink and drive, go, go fuck yourself. Just knock it the fuck off. Yeah. Um, it was what happened two years after that that okay. set him down the path of death. Dun, 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 dun. In August of 1996, a young naked youth jumped from a window and ran next door to get help from a person who lived close by the house where he was at. We're talking about Ronald, right? Right, right. That's close by his house. He reported to police that Ronald had raped him as well as tried to kill him. Okay. Well, Ronald was living with his sister at the time, and the cops came and arrested him. Come with us, little fat gay man. (laughs) When the case was transferred to the prosecutor's office, they weren't able to find the young man who made the allegations against Ronald. So, of course, they had to drop the case. Oh, yeah. Okay, look here, fat ass. Quit raping people. If you hypothetically did it, get the fuck out. Allegedly. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And he, like, hobbled out of there with his game. Ronald didn't fit in with the gay scene in New Orleans either. Oh, wow. Yeah, so imagine this. 
you don't fit in with your with your schoolmates. You don't fit in with your family. So you're gay and you want to go and you know shake your booty with other guys. And the gay people are like, look here, bitch. Yeah. No. Especially if he's socially awkward. I can understand that. Yes, he's got a lot of bad things going, a lot of negative reinforcement. Okay. Um, That's where he was living, by the way. He was living in Nolans uh, when he began down his trail of death. Trail of death. I like how I put that in. It's like a treasure trail. I got it. Trail of death, yeah. Yeah, I got it. So check this out. This will this will play into something you love. Your treasure trail too, but that's okay. You have a tra- definitely have a treasure trail down to your penis. <laughs> of um, death. <laughs> of death. Kind of afraid. Okay. Okay. So this this is something that you're actually gonna like. He actually liked to dress up like Patti Labelle, oh. a singer who, who he was a huge fan of because he was a drag queen as well. I was right? Say, isn't Patti Labelle black? Yeah. No. yeah. I think isn't she? I don't I know. I think so. Maybe. I don't I'm know. Like, but he's white as fuck. Why are you trying to keep a white man down? I, I no, I'm just saying. How does a white man? I thought she was black, but uh, oh well. Anyway, the gay community often look down on him. Right? They're like, "Get out of here, you Patty Labelle dressing motherfucker!" Yeah, because you're not fabulous. He was also unable to form any kind of long-term romantic relationships either. And I'm sure that with his childhood, as well as the situation as an adult, it was bound to happen. It was yeah. just a matter of time before he would snap and, you know, snap, so to speak, and need a way to get what he wanted. Right. Kind of like Dahmer. <clears throat> right, right. I mean, everybody's got their breaking point. I'm not condoning what he did by any oh, means. Oh, hell no. But, you know, considering that, you know, it, okay, some things to keep in mind. It's the 90s, number one. Okay, yes. so really we didn't have too many classes on how to be more assertive instead of passive or passive aggressive right. we didn't have different resources to to help us communicate better in right. person as people right okay so he's got none of these resources plus he's uh, he's dumb as shit and he's being bullied which he's means bullied. That, you know he's not being accepted for his sexuality so that's a different thing there too right you know that era so he's got a lot of bullshit going on. With oh yeah, him, okay? totally. And don't get me wrong; I think he's a dick. Oh but, yeah. Um, there there are some extenuating circumstances that show why. Yeah. I need a cigarette for this shit. Thinking about you laughing like a pterodactyl hyena. <laughs> a pterodactyl. <laughs> that and my hiccups. <laughs> so his first murder was in July of 1997. The body of a 19-year-old black man named David Mitchell. That, okay. that was his first victim. Okay. Um, he was found in a ditch near St. Charles Parish on the side of the road. David had been hitchhiking from a wedding that he attended when he was picked up by Ronald and met his demise. Wow. He's like, hey, can I get a rise up? Oh, get in, sexy black man. And then kills the motherfucker, right? Oh, yeah. Probably after a little bit of the raping. Yeah. Oh, good times. Yeah. When he was autopsied, the coroner found water in his lungs and no obvious trauma to his body. Hmm. There was also no drugs or booze in his system. I don't go to a wedding without I know, especially in New Orleans. Yeah, you're in New Orleans, man. You at least have say, to drink, man. I, I was going to say, isn't it required? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's mandatory around that area. Yeah. You know, I don't like weddings to begin with. I will drink like a fish. Oh, my gosh. Just to I get know. through, especially a Catholic wedding. Oh Holy cow. Catholic wedding, you need to drink before you go. I will, take communi- <laughs> I, I will take communion 20 times. I'm like, didn't I just see you? Uh, <laughs> no. no. Nope. Yeah, because they serve the real wine <laughs> in Catholic church. I might slip the whole bottle. They'd be like, what happened to communion wine? I have no idea. Yeah, screw you, big baby. And I'm like falling down on my face. Like. Like the priest at that Catholic church across the street from where he used to live. They said that he used to, like, <laughs> before a wedding, he'd always tip the scotch. <laughs> Can't blame him because, man, that's just too much working out for me. Yeah. I might as well be drunk while I'm doing it. So, anyway, his, his death was ruled an accidental drowning. Okay. <clears throat> Through it all, his father said that David had been murdered and that his son was a good swimmer. But if there's no obvious trauma to his body, that means that you could almost rule out rape, though, too, couldn't you? I would think, I would think, but we're gonna we're, we're gonna get into that. Okay, let's get into it. 
It wasn't until Ronald's confession that the truth would be told about young David Mitchell. Wow. His next two victims were killed near St. Charles Parish. 20-year-old Gary Pierre had been recently released from jail for drug trafficking. Okay. His body was found near, found near a dumpster six miles away from where David was found. Oh, wow. He was fully clothed, no drugs in his system, and no signs of trauma to his body. Huh. His next victim after that, he upped the game just a little tiny bit. Because we, we always see a progression. There's always an escalation. Oh, there always is. To yeah. this, okay? 38-year-old Larry Ranson was a drug-addicted vagrant. Okay. He was also the first victim to be subjected to Ronald's bondage games. Ooh. I like the bondage games. Just not from Ronald because they end very tragically. Yeah, right? He had been tied up before he was killed. See, up in the game. Mm-hmm. Now, Keep it in mind, man, no one suspected Ronald for a few reasons. Yeah. First, he was a very unremarkable man. Oh, yeah. He wasn't threatening, you know, physically, uh, and not very strong, and not very smart. Right. And he attacked people who who were what we call throwaway people. Right. And we've talked about that before. You attack throwaway, like, vagrants and things like that. Honestly, no one gives a fuck. And we're talking the 90s in the South. We're talking, you know, Nolan's area and things like that. Even though they had a great gay community. You know, it's that. I'm pretty sure the cops are sitting there going, oh, it's just another fag. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, but it's like this guy kind of blends in like Andre Chikatilo and Colin Ireland. Yeah. And so the ones that kind of, like, blend into the crowd and nobody really knows they're there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. These people uh, that are in the uh, that that were in the eye of the public. Oh, these are people that in the eye of the yes. public, no one really cared about them uh, outside of their personal friends and family. Yeah, pretty much. So his victims joined the ranks of all the throwaways, such as, like I said, hookers mm-hmm. and homeless as well. Right. Because hookers are people too, fuckers. Yeah. The ones that are con- actually in psychological psychology terms, they have labeled them less than dead or something like that. Something like that. I can't. remember. Yeah, I can't remember the exact terminology, but yeah, because pretty much nobody really knows if they're alive or dead, anyways. Yeah, pretty that's much true. Yeah. So as time went on, more bodies started to turn up. October fifth of ninety-eight, the body of Oliver LeBanks was discovered. Then. And we're just going to kind of go through the bodies, by the way, because we can go each and talk about the whole entire thing. But that would mean that this would be like a 35-hour yeah, fucking of show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ronald's got a huge body count, y'all. Huge. <clears throat> then on October 21st of 98, the body of Joseph Brown was found beaten and strangled. Wow. Then November 27th. Says, see, we're, we're getting those dates closer and closer yeah. and closer of Progr- 98. Yeah. Bruce Williams was found. Um, and he had been suffocated. He was targeting mostly slim black men. The investigators that had collected DNA from the crime scene, but they had no one to compare it to. Oh, yeah. That was back before mandatory DNA for every inmate. Affirmative female inmate. (laughs) In the summer of 1999, when we were all partying like this 1999 listening to Prince. That's right. The body of Manuel Reed, uh, Angel Magia, Maja? Mieja? Mieja? Okay, we'll go Mieja. And Mitchell Johnson were all found in Jefferson Parish. Oh, wow. Then in 2000, yet another body was found. That of Michael Vincent, who was 23 years old. Now, Michael was found 40 miles away from Ronald's previous dumping site, and we're going to see why. Okay, ready? Yeah. He was found in a town called Homa. He had been strangled, beaten, raped, and dumped on a barbed wire fence. Ow. So, yeah, let's add insult to injury. Let's beat him. Let's rape him, strangle him, and then put his body on a fence. Dude, I'm telling you, man, this guy was an asshole. Yeah. So, at this point, the police had few things working against him. First, um, that they didn't have the DNA. Yeah. From Ronald, right? Right. And it's useless unless... Oh, I'm sorry. They, they did have DNA, but it was useless unless they have someone to compare exactly. it to. Second, the previous victims in Nolan's metro area 
and the new body was found 40 miles from each other. Yeah. So there's, there's a great distance. Yeah. And we know that traditionally, serial killers don't really travel outside of their area very often unless they're a traveling killer like a truck driver or right. or have a reason or the, the people who drive that Canadian highway. Um, oh, yeah. It's called um, Highway of Tears. Yeah, the Highway of Tears up in Canada because people are traveling long distances. So those serial killers are the exception to that rule. Yeah. They call them Highway Serial Killers, HSKs. Okay. Yeah. There's actually an HSK network <coughs> I wish I had access to. Oh, where the fuck was I? Okay, dump bomb. Look at that. Yes, 40 miles away. 40 miles away. There we go. And no cross-referencing victims. Yes. Gotcha. The police really didn't have a way to cross-reference victims with uh, with each other outside of calling each police station and asking. Because we right. didn't have, like... Uh, yeah, that was before VICAP. Yeah, VICAP and the, the great networking that we have yeah. now where the, the AI and computers will actually match up similarities in cases. Right. And will alert that... that well, that and this department. wouldn't even alerted either because you have to consider the first victims, there was no trauma. Right. So when he started, you know, beating and raping and everything, then that goes into a different kind of like M.O. So it wouldn't be linked right away either. Right, right. But that, that definitely shows the escalation. Oh, totally. Totally. <clears throat> so at this point, they were treating it like two different killers, right? Mm-hmm. Two different areas, two different modus operandi. For almost three years... There was no more bodies in Homa. Okay. Okay, so everybody's chilling their eye. Hey, it's a good time. Then, October of 2002, the bodies of Kenneth Randolph Jr., uh, Anoka Jones, that's a black name, <laughs> and Detrell Woods, another black name, turned up dead. Dead. Three bodies. Boom, right there, right? Uh, Darrell. They had, were killed to death. They were killed, like, like Jenny Oshler says. <laughs> And then they were killed to death. <laughs> love you, Jen. I love that. I will never forget that. <laughs> the trail had been dumped along a bicycle, uh, with his bicycle in a sugarcane field. Oh, wow. He was only 19 years old. Oh, wow. Then the bodies kept stacking up. Larry Matthews, Michael Barnett, Leon Williams. That is a football player name right that there. Is, you know what? That is a football player. That is like a tight... <laughs> Fullback yeah. tight end. I bet you he was a tight Leon. end. <laughs> anyway, they were all found in Terrebonne Parish. Wow. Between 1997 and 2006, 23 men had died, and there was not a suspect to be found. Wow. It was like a ghost, right? Yeah. In 2006, Ronald was living in Bayou Blue in Homa. Okay. Down in the bayou. Down in like the bayou. Like the swamp, baby. The blue bayou. Oh, that was, yeah, that's a 70s song, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Um, Crystal Gale, I think. I think so, too. In 2005, a task force was formed to try to catch a per- the person who was killing all these guys. Yeah. They had the same M.O. at this point, right? Like, these guys were, right, they're probably thinking it's much like the freeway killers of California, Kearney. Uh, Bond and, and Kraft. Oh, yeah. Same modus operandi. They're thinking, oh, yeah. okay, we got to catch some motherfuckers. Probably have three or four of them doing the same thing. Right. They've been raped, tied up, strangled, and some had been beaten as well. Uh, while they were looking for the killer, the bodies just kept turning up. I bet. Then to top it all off, Hurricane Katrina hits Louisiana. Oh, shit. On the tail of Katrina, Hurricane Rita hit him as well. Mm-hmm. You ever notice that most uh, hurricanes are named after women? Because bitches you are know, destructive. You know, they did used to always name them after women until somebody complained about it, so now they switch off. Every other one's man, woman, man, woman. Yeah, well, that's because women are destructive. Well, and then there was one year, this is so funny, the year that I went to Florida, <laughs> the following year, hurricane season, you know, because they list them, they give you the name right before hurricane season, what they're going to call them, you know, through the alphabet, right? And I looked it up, and literally was Hurricane Tammy. <laughs> That's you on a bad day. You know, and I laughed so hard because I, you know, I have that friend in Jacksonville, and him and I used to talk to each other all the time. I said, "So you gotta let me know when Hurricane Tammy hits." He goes, Did, "Weren't you already here?" <laughs> I gotta agree with him. <laughs> Whatever. Jesus, thinking about you, I gotta take another crazy pill. You know what? <laughs> good times. Good times. So I'm glad I make you take your pills. We're going to pause for just a second so I can swallow a pill. 
that's what he's calling it today. A pill, people. <laughs> I'm not swallowing jizz, jizz guzzler. <laughs> Just junkie. Leave me alone. <clears throat> so, my question is, were there more bodies during this time? I think that there were, but the destruction caused by the hurricanes left those bodies hidden. Either that or they were considered flood victims. And that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. It hidden in plain sight with yeah. the bodies of the people who died during those hurricanes. Yeah. So he could have killed a thousand people, and they there would be literally no way to know. Oh yeah, yeah. They've done several crime shows, like like Criminal Minds and stuff like that, about uh, serial killers uh, being active during Hurricane Katrina and stuff. Because you know, with the hurricane, you can't track them. Why do you think I was down in Louisiana during that time? I know, I know. Hunting down women named Tammy. Anyway. <laughs> Then the break the police were looking for, a guy by the name of Ricky Wallace came forward to report. Uh, that is a football name. That Literally. is. Like, I think there is a was a Ricky <laughs> Wallace playing football, I believe. <laughs> uh, that name sounds very familiar. We came forward to report uh, to his parole officer about strange occurrences that had happened to him at the hands of Ronald. Okay. Ricky was approached by Ronald and told that he had a friend that was afraid of men but wanted to have sex with him. Okay. Okay. Now we're getting into how it made this happen, right? Ah. Ronald showed him a picture of a girl who was actually his uh, niece. Uh, and that's just from what I read. It showed him a picture of, her, of his niece. Okay. Ricky got into Ronald's truck, and they went back to Ronald's trailer. and Because uh, and, that's where he was, what he was living in. Okay. Ronald then told him that uh, before she came in, that you have to tie up Ricky so that way she feels safe. Well, Ricky was a smart dude, As right? I was going to say, that sounds... Fishy. Yeah. <laughs> That's worse than Ted Bundy shit. Yeah, like, like, there's guys out there that, are, okay, she looks hot, like, please tie me up, you know. Ricky's like, nah. nah. He's having no part of this. So he told Ronald to take him back to where he picked him up from. Ronald did not want a confrontation, by the way, which makes sense, right? Because yeah. Ricky's, uh, I, I saw pictures of him, he's a big, you know, black guy. Mm-hmm. And Ronald's like, this guy can, like, kick my ass and rape me. So he's like, adios, pichachos, right? Yeah. Takes him back, drops him off. Ricky led the cops to the trailer that Ronald lived in. The police sent a couple of people out there to talk to Ronald McDonald. <laughs> they asked some questions, but Ronald would not admit to anything. Smart, though. That's smart. Yeah, that's smart move right there. Yeah, don't admit to shit. Yeah. Don't say nothing. So, yeah, this is about the smartest move that he can make. Uh, with that but. said, he did consent to a, uh, a a buckle swap. Yeah, which was stupid, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, uh, no, come back with a warrant, motherfucker. Yeah, you ain't getting in, you ain't getting in my mouth without a warrant. That's exactly <laughs> or a big penis. <laughs> well, officer, you're hung like a bull. I guess you can swap. I mean, hey, let's go. The buckle swab is where they swab the inside of your mouth to collect the DNA. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 unless you're Ronald and he spits in a cup and you get the <laughs> DNA of five guys. Um, and not and not the burger place. <laughs> <laughs> Given that it doesn't appear uh, as if Ronald was very a very smart man, I don't think that he grasped the concept that he was a suspect in these crimes. In fact, yeah. he was the only suspect. The police had. Uh, yeah, well, the, the and police they didn't had. even have the him until right then. Yeah, and that's when they're like, okay, we kind of see what's going on here. Yeah. Come here, spit in this cup. No, you match up to our victims. Yeah. At that point, the task force had Ronald on a 24-hour surveillance, and they didn't even get chicken nuggets. Aww. Uh, and, but they, they, they didn't see Ronald do anything unusual, like, at all. He was okay. just a normal working guy. Then in 2006 in Jefferson Parish, the crime lab got the results back from the DNA that belonged to Ronald. Uh-huh. It was a match for what they found on Manuel Reed. Oh, okay. Who was found near the garbage dumpster. Okay. Remember him? Yeah. Previously? Okay. There was also a match to a few more victims. The police were closing in on Ronald. Well, when Ronald realized this, he moved out of his sister's and... uh out of his sister's lived? What the fuck did I write there? Out from where his sister lived. Okay, no, that makes sense. Maybe if you learn how to read. Hooked on phonics didn't work for me. I'm, you know, That's what happens when you go to audiobooks. People do the reading for you. I swear to God I should flush my goddamn degrees down the toilet because I can't <laughs> read half the fucking time. 
Well, you know, I've been saying that too, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, he moved into a homeless shelter called the Bunkhouse. Now, that sounds like a gay bar too, by the way. It kind of does. Kind of does. I'm going to open up a gay bar and I'm going to call it the Bunkhouse. Anyway, I die, Greg. <laughs> this is where he was arrested, by the way. Ronald didn't put up a fight, and he was so cooperative that the police had a hard time accepting that he they, that they had the right guy. Oh, yeah. He's like, okay, you're here. Just handcuff me. Can you spank me when you do that? <laughs> I like the cuffs and the spanking. <laughs> Carol caught guts. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's causing the backup? Guts. Guts. <laughs> This was a man who only a few weeks prior had been able to subdue, strangle, rape, and dump people on his own. Yeah. I got to correct something. There we go. There you go. Not in his. Well, uh, keep in mind, y'all, that does take a lot of strength. It does. I mean, that's. Okay. For those of you who have never gotten drunk with your partner. Okay. Usually my my lady friends are kind of small-ish or have been traditionally. Now I don't like small chicks anymore. I like chicks with a little bit of bone, you know, meat on their bones. But, you know, even if you're dating a chick who's like 120 pounds. Yeah. And I'm a pretty strong guy. That dead weight at 120 well, pounds. Think of it, okay, think of your kid. No, I five year old. No, not yours specifically. Oh. But <laughs> a four or five-year-old kid, when they're like asleep, they're heavy as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now he's moving around these freaking black dudes who are obviously not 120 pounds. No, they're kind of big, stocky guys. I saw the pictures. There we go. Are you blowing dudes over there? No, I was doing Darth Vader. Oh. No, that's not what you were doing. You are doing his sister, Ella. Elevator. Loving an elevator. You are certainly not Aerosmith or Steven Tyler. I know. <laughs> so when he was arrested, he had a cane and he needed help to get in and out of the car. Yeah. But he was very passive. Okay. Very, very passive. Yeah, I saw him in a wheelchair. <laughs> right, right. I saw a lot picture. of things where he's like having a hard time walking. Yeah, exactly. And Hunched over. And, yeah. yeah. Then when he was being interrogated by, by the police, he started crying and giving details about all of his murders. Okay. Yeah. There were at least 23 men that he had killed, and not all of them were gay. Huh. Okay. Based on what I've seen and read, I think that the main motivation <clears throat> was not the act of killing, but control. Yeah. Because, and it would, if think about it, he had no control of his life. Right. His life is pretty well garbage. Mm-hmm. And that's how he maintained control. That, that, that was the catharsis for his control. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is based on a few factors, by the way. First, his self-esteem. Yep. Um, here's a five foot five, uh, five foot five inch fat guy. Yeah. Who wasn't accepted in school, not accepted much by his family, not accepted by the gay community, although he was gay himself. Right. I think that he felt like the only way that he could have sex was to tie up his victims and force himself on them. Like your Dahmer. Yeah, just like Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Except he didn't eat them in that way. No. Probably no. just you know had a mouthful. Yeah, of and that's and that's one of the reasons why Dahmer killed his. I mean, he would inject battery acid, drill holes, and put battery acid in their head Yeesh. because he wanted them to keep them forever. Oh, okay, you know, that makes and, sense. As, and he didn't want them to touch him. He just wanted to touch them and have sex with them. You know, that makes really sense. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dahmer he, was weird. Well, oh, Ronald McDonald here. He <laughs> liked rough sex, but he feared going back to jail. So, remember when I told you about the guy who ran to the cops that Ronald had raped him? Yeah. That was earlier in the story? Well, they locked up Ronald for about three months while they tried to put the case together. Oh, okay. That's why Ronald did not want to go back to jail by killing the guy uh, by killing the guys that he had, had sex with. It eliminated that threat altogether. Nobody can run, you know, run oh, to yeah. the cops and say, he raped me and he did this and yeah. that. Okay? Yeah. So, today... Ronald is spending his time in Angola State Prison in Louisiana. Wow. Um, he has several life sentences to serve and will not see the outside of the prison for the rest of his life. Wow. What are your thoughts on that one? It, yeah, no. I don't know. I mean, it's just really bizarre because, you know, he did. I mean, if you see his pictures, he does 
look like he's harmless. He does, you know. And yeah. I know that if I if I was walking down our street here, yeah, where I live, and I saw somebody like with a cane who can barely walk and things like that, I wouldn't think that he's a, a, a threat. Right, and see, but he didn't have the charm factor like Bundy did either. Because remember how Bundy would always have the like some ruse. Oh yes, my nipples get hard when I think about him. Oh my god! <laughs> but the, you know, because Bundy had a ruse to get the you know people to help him or whatever. This guy didn't. I mean, his ruse was you know helpless as well. So people would be like, okay, right. And, and then mm. there was a show in the picture of his uh, of, of what I think is his niece. Yeah. That's you know, getting him in and then doing the thing like, hey, I'm going to tie this guy up. What and then... does that tell you about the intelligence level of his victims? Yeah, I thought the same thing. That's a Lucas and Tool move right <laughs> I there. Know, right? Because I'm thinking I would not go with somebody. But then I don't have a dick, so I don't know what a dick leads you to do stupid shit, I guess. So you say. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> because I would not go with somebody's. oh, yeah, I want to have sir? sex with that. <laughs> sir, you need to calm down, okay? Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Again, I hate you. <laughs> My hair is down today. I do look like a woman. Okay. Fuck off. Notice the silence? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you anymore. Oh, my God. That's I'm good telling times. my mommy on you. <laughs> oh, believe me. Your mom and I talk all the time. <laughs> I hate you. She's going to clam slam me. <laughs> I'm going to go throw up. It's going to be nothing but uh, pecker tracks and snail trails. Ew. Oh, You're man. so disgusting. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Remember, boys and girls, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium. Crime Beat on Medium and wherever you get your blogs. Uh, go to... Uh, you, uh, YouTube, Jesus Christ. Well, we have a YouTube page, too, but I've been kind of lacking on that one. Yeah. But go to the Facebook yep. and check out Citizens of Brutal Nation. We have interaction with you guys. We have a chat going on. All kinds of good shit. Yeah. And there's also a link to our Etsy page where you can get T-shirts and swag. Swag. Swaggy swag. Swag. Yeah. Swagalicious. This show's copyrighted 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. And if you're hearing this or any part of this on anybody else's show or podcast, they're lying, thieving bastards. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.